Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Listen to the AZ Wildcats podcast. Uh, part now, we are partnered. We have teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines this season to make all of our picks right here. And here's the deal. If you haven't signed up with BetMGM yet, use bonus code PHNX and you will get up to $200 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code PHNX. Place a pregame Moneyline wager in the amount of at least $10 on any market. At standard odds price, you will receive $200 in bonus bets instantly regardless of the outcome of your wager. Just make sure you use bonus code PHNX when you sign up. And now listen to the disclaimer from Shane Diefenbach. Disclaimer 21 plus to wager. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877 8 Hope NY or text Hope NY 467 369. New York. Call 1 800 Next Step Arizona. 1 800 522 4700 Kansas, Nevada. 1 800 327 5050 Massachusetts. 1 800 Bets Off Iowa. 1 800 270 7117 for confidential help Michigan. All right, now, with that out of the way, joined by the defensive GOAT of U of A basketball, the great Reggie Geary. Hello, Reg. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, Mike. Thanks for having me back on. Of course, man. Always a privilege. All right, first, uh, we'll talk Kirk Creesa going to West Virginia. Um, wish him nothing but the best there. Uh, had a really good, um, you know, had a really good win-loss record here at the U of A. Um, I think sometimes, you know, uh, sometimes just a change of scenery can be best for both sides, and this seems to be maybe that maybe that uh, situation right here, Reg. Yeah, no, I'm, I, I agree with you there. I just think. Uh, um... You know, Kerr, he, he had a good career in Arizona, but I thought it kind of it, it played itself out to, I think it was probably by the end there, both sides were probably um, thinking, you know, it, it'd be a good time for a change. And so, to, to, you know, to hear Kerr going to West Virginia, which is very interesting to me to hear he's going to play for Bob Huggins. Right. Um, but obviously they, they saw some things on tape and film they like, and and we wish nothing but the best. He's, he's an excellent young man. I think, too, with the – it also shows you, too, that Kylan Boswell, I believe, is ready to take that next step right here. I mean, you could see, Reg, that watching him this year – and again, you came up in the middle of point guard you right here. I mean, you you really did. I've always thought that, you know, Damon was what made the school sexy. You continued that with the defense. Then you had Mike. Then you had JT. Then you had Jason Gardner, et cetera. So we've seen real difference makers. And I think that uh, Kylan Boswell has the potential – and again, I don't want to put him in that category – but Kylan Boswell has the potential, Reggie, I think, to be a real difference maker for this coming this Wildcats team this coming season. 
Yeah, I think you're 100% accurate there. And I think it, it's fair. You know, Colin, he, he's a special talent uh, to show at such a young age, 17 years old, a guy who should have been a high school senior, to come in and play at the college game the way he did. As soon as he got his foot um, situated in terms of having confidence back in the foot that he had broke um, that, that year, his junior year in high school, once he got that confidence back, man, he really was a difference maker on both ends of the floor. He's an excellent defender, has great quick hands. I can't um, all the time. Uh, deflections. Um, defensively, he, he's someone who competes night in, night out, which I love. Offensively, um, very reminiscent of Mike Bibby in terms of never getting too, never getting too right. high, too low emotionally. Uh, came in with great confidence day one and was already a contributor. So uh, I'm a big fan. If you don't, if you don't know, I, I'm a big fan of Kylan, and, and I'm hoping, like I say, he has the keys to the car going forward. All right, now let's talk about the defensive side right there because I think a lot of people look at it and his shooting really came around towards the end of the year. But he's got a very he's got a thick build to begin with right there, a naturally thick build. How does that help when it comes to the defensive side of the ball being able to guard a variety of positions, you know, depending on who Arizona brings in? Yeah, you know, um, you know, physically, Kylan, you know, he has he has a, a, a good body. Um, you know, defensively, becoming a good defender, especially in today's game, it's all about moving your feet and kind of fouling with your chest, showing both hands. Right. You know, back <laughs> right. And you kind of can manipulate a guy with your hands, and so for him to kind of be a burly chested point guard, um, it definitely helps him. What helps him even more so though is his mentality. You could see it when he went against Tiger Campbell, when he went against you know another high profile point guard, he accepted the challenge. He wanted the challenge. And anytime as a coach and I, I know from, from my 14 years of coaching, um, anytime your, your point guard, the tip of the spear, is that tough guy, that defensive guy, it really sets the tone for the rest of your ball club. All right. As far as this past season, I thought before the year that Tommy Lloyd made, I uh, I thought this was more about of a top 15 to 25 team. And to be honest with you, I thought Tommy Lloyd did a very good job with this team, kind of masking some of the, you know, some of the weaknesses here, because again, it was a very good team, but you know, you've seen the great teams here. I've seen the great teams here. I mean, heck, you played on one of the hand, or you played on some of those teams. But, you know, I, I think it kind of showed at the end that Arizona didn't necessarily have a, a real go-to guy or a guy that could really break you down off the bounce right there. And I think that kind of showed itself. But that's also, to me, kind of kudos to Tommy Lloyd for being able to get through that year without it being, you know, that being totally exposed. And, again, when you look at the squad – there wasn't a guy that you looked at and you're like, all right, he's a for sure NBA guy this coming year. That to me is a tip of the cap to Tommy Lloyd, but it's also something that I think in Arizona, um, kind of this thing you need to address moving forward. Most definitely. I think uh, Tommy and the staff did a great job this year um, and, and playing the hand they were dealt. You know, they obviously still a very good basketball team. Um, but as you mentioned, there wasn't a, a breakdown guard. Keep in mind, Kel, you know, Kirk Creesa and uh, Courtney Ramey, um, they shot a lot of threes this year. They had a really difficult time producing um, shots at the rim, you know, right. getting to the line um so from 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 a backcourt standpoint that's very difficult playing that way obviously in the front court you had two heavy hitters in, in Balo and Azulas Tabellas that they really relied heavily on um, I thought maybe in just my opinion I thought Azulas could have been more of a kind of a go-to guy in terms of getting heavy touches especially late in the second half that right. really never realize but um you know tommy and staff they realize hey we're about a seven-man squad uh, i thought they tried to develop an eight or nine guy and they just never really got there and when you're only playing with seven and your guards have a hard time uh, producing on the uh, you know twos and, and free throws it, it can make for some tough sledding at tough times 
All right, let me ask you this. Uh, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about player development on this because, again, that's something I think Tommy Lloyd's done a really good job of. Umar Ballo obviously made a big jump from year or year one at Arizona to year two. Can he make – let me ask you this. Can he make that jump in year three to becoming – and, again, he's a totally different kind of player, but having maybe a Ben Davis-type impact from just a being able to dominate down low perspective? I think so. I think he's shown that at times when he gets heavy touches and his field goal attempts are up there. He's so efficient. He's so big. Um, you know, he, he can be that guy. Um, you know, I think we talk about maybe next steps for him. It, it, he gets to the free throw line as much as anybody in the country. Becoming somewhere closer to a 70% free throw shooter um, is an area he can really improve on. But a lot of times it just comes down to touches. When he was getting touches, he, he seemed to be his points were matching his rebounding numbers. Um, they're not, you know, handling double teams is an area um, that he improved on as the year went on because people started kind of focusing on that. So I, I think I don't think I think there's still room for improvement. And the great thing about Balo is he's such a great young man. He works so hard. He really wants it um I, I can see him be even more of a, a force next year what would you like to see from him coming into what would you like to see from him and again reggie going uh, reggie going stealth here for a second there you go i like that um but uh what would you like to see from umar ballo because again when i look at the starting lineup and jacob if you could put up uh, the players that arizona's got coming back this uh, should have coming back this coming year if you can pull up that graphic right there um, we started with Kylan Boswell. Let's talk a little bit about Umar right there. Can Umar continue to reshape his body in the way that he was able to this past year? Or is that kind of one of those things that he's probably kind of who he is at this point? Reg, I think you're muted right there. Okay, yeah, we can see. All right, Reg, uh, can you hear me now? Yep, can hear you right now. You're good to go, my guy. Oh, yeah, sorry about that. A call come in. Um, good. I think Balo, yeah, I definitely think he, as he gets more mature and understands health and, and eating and the weight room, I think he continue will get in better shape. Um, I look back at Kevin Love. You remember Kevin mm-hmm. Love in LA and the transformation he went over time and become an NBA player. Balo can do similar things like that. Um, like I said, he's, this year was the first time he got heavy, heavy minutes. So he has a better understanding of what that means. So you think this offseason, you know, he'll do a better job or do a good job of getting in shape uh, so he can log more minutes and get more touches. All right. Now, Pella Larson right here. Um, Pella, to me, I think we kind of know what Pella is, and that's a good thing right here. Obviously, the description here is a little bit off that he's not 5'8", 160 or average 17 a game. But Pella, to me, is a guy that can play really, really good defense. He can score. Uh, he can, I think think he can shoot better than his numbers indicated. He showed that at the end. Um, but to me, Pella's Pella to me isn't a frontline player in in that I don't think that he can ever average 17 or 18 a game just because I don't really think the handles are there. But that doesn't mean that he can't be a guy, Reg, that is an all-conference defensive player, is getting you 12, 4, and 4, and is a really good kind of peripheral, you know, fourth fourth guy or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I really like Pella, and I think I really liked how you said, like, he's kind of a little bit of a stat sheet stuffer in the fact that, yeah, he can get you 12, 15 points, five rebounds. He's going to get you, you know, a few assists. He's going to take two charges. He might be Arizona, you sure. know, <laughs> he might be Arizona's best all-around player, in all honesty. And I, I, I don't want to say he couldn't be a 17-point scorer. Um, he shoots the three well. Um, when he puts his head down and gets his, able to get his shoulder by people, he's able to get to the rim and slash, especially along that baseline. Right. 
but he's a guy who can get you in my mind, get you a couple of layups, get you two threes and get to the free throw line, you know, three or four times for his 15 or 16 points to go with everything else he does. So um, I really like the year he had, especially at the end there. And, I, and I'm really excited for his future. All right. Henry Vasar is also a fascinating guy for me because uh, Lloyd said one time off record, and I don't think that I'm spilling any secrets right here, but he said, you know, a lot of times with big men, you can struggle, you can struggle, you can struggle, and then it just kind of clicks for you. And, you know, there's obviously examples here in Arizona, probably no better than a guy who you played with for one year in A.J. Bramlett. Everybody, you know, that sophomore year, people forget, you know, A.J. was not – a lot of people weren't, didn't have kind things to say, but then as the NCAA tournament hit, A.J. figured it out. And you know what? He led the tournament in re- rebound and became a force and was a force for the rest of his career. With Henry Vasar, what is that next move for him? What does Reggie, Reggie Geary want to see from him this coming season? Yeah, you know, Henry, he needs to have a big summer. Um, he, you know, he came into U of A with, with a little bit of a little fanfare, a little bit of hoopla in terms of, you know, being this European kid coming out of, I think, the Real Madrid youth right. program where they were thinking there were some there were some expectations that he was going to be able to step in right away and that didn't materialize mostly from a, just a, a physical standpoint the physicality of the game and maybe the speed was a little bit greater than he was anticipating and so now that he's had a year to see that this summer it, it's imperative because he, he's not he, he's not going to overwhelm you physically um he's more of a skilled guy more of a face-up guy right. i see him a more traditional uh, nba uh 2023 type player where he yeah. can step threes and kind of put it down for one or two dribbles and so um skill wise he just needs to keep sharpening up on his skills physically he needs to get physically stronger um because even though he's a face-up guy they're, you know tommy and staff are going to ask him to guard fives and uh, i go back to this season where he was guarding um in follow dante in the oregon game and, and honestly it was just a man versus a boy right. um the size discrepancy was just too much for for him really to stay on the floor. And so he needs to physically get stronger. Hopefully either here in the States or going back home, he's playing a lot and regaining his confidence because he sat for long periods of time. He needs to get back out and get playing again and get that love and that, and that, and that feeling for him or that, that good feeling again. And, and he can have a really bright future here. It's just going to take a little longer than people expected. All right, we're going to talk about what Reggie uh, thinks that Arizona should do as far as maybe adding some players and whatnot to the equation. But what do you think about the nickname? First of all, uh, the official brew of PHNX Sports is Four Peaks. What do you think of that nickname for the U of A big men this past year, the Four Peaks? Ballo to Bellis, Vasar, and Anderson. Sure, two of them do their work behind the scenes, but that's Four Peaks there, Reggie. I mean, I love it. Uh, I like the Four Peaks. Uh, we, right now, we're two peaks. The other two have to earn theirs. Right. But, uh, but if we can get to four and uh, confident four peaks, that would that would be huge. All right. Now, as far as the read goes, new coach, new GM. The Cardinals have the third pick in the draft. It's a big opportunity for our team. The best place to take in this pivotal moment and the rest of the NFL draft on April 27th is at uh, Fourth Peaks, 8th Street Pub. Must be 21 years or up to enjoy. And Tap and Bottle. We've had many Tap and Bottle wash parties before. Uh, those will be coming up again uh, later on this year. You can get Four Peaks there as well. But go down to the uh, downtown or the northwest location. Support Scott and Rebecca. They do a great job right there tap and bottle proud to be partnered with them all right rich what i think this team needs and it feels weird saying this because when i was growing up arizona always had a bevy of these players you know i mean heck you you know you're i mean heck even the santa clara team you had excuse me you had damon you had khalid you had chris mills the following year you had you you had damon you had uh, khalid reeves then 
after that, even you, Miles Simon, Mike D, after that, Mike Bibby. Arizona, I believe, needs some guys that are not saying these guys aren't tough on the team, but they need some dogs, in my opinion, some guys that, you know, really embrace it and can make some plays off the bounce right there from an athletic perspective. Yeah, no, they, no, they really do. And uh, when you look at the roster uh, for next season, um, kind of with the play, you know, with, with Ramey leaving at Henderson and now Kirk Creesa, Adama Ball uh, transferring out. And so um, when you look at the guard position, really it's, it's Kylan, it's Kylan Boswell at the one. So I'm sure they're out there looking for one, if not two point guards. Uh, there's no shooting guards on the roster now with Courtney Ramey. Right left and so you need two or three guys that really can play that 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 shooting guard that attacking guard position that not only could just shoot you know a high volume of threes but can put it on the floor um can get to the rim can create the others can get to the free throw line so uh, i'm sure they're heavy looking high school kids and transfer portal for some shooting guards uh kj lewis the right. kid who committed um you know i saw him i, I don't know much about him here great body very physically mature so i think he's one of these guys maybe one of those 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 dog type players who come here and give us a little bit of toughness um pellas the three but we're gonna need a backup three right uh, so the, the, you know tommy and you know jack murphy and the, the entire staff they really have their work cut out for them where they got to find you know three or four or five guys and in the portal in high school that are not only good players but are ready to go day one what do you think about the portal reg are you a fan um, I am a fan of the portal, um, but not, you know, I'm not a fan of, of everything about it. I don't like the in-conference. You can transfer in-conference without having kids. I think that's a little much. Um, multiple times, I think there should be some kind of, um, I, don't, I don't want to use the word penalty, but some kind of stopgap where, you know, it stops kids from going to two and three schools. Right. And I'm all for, for the ability for kids to move around, but I, I think there should be some stop gas to maybe to slow it down. Having over 1,000 kids or 1,500 kids or 2,000, wherever it's going to occur, this transfer portal, that, that's too much. Right. For No, I totally agree with you. What the, I think the way that they're going to have it going forward is actually pretty good, where you get one free transfer, and then after that, if you're going to transfer, you got to sit out a year just like any red shirt would back in the day. And if you're a grad transfer, you can go where you want because at that point you've graduated and you're able to do what you want at that point. You mentioned K.J. Lewis. He's, he's interesting to me because on paper, he's the kind of guy that, you know, Arizona used to get a ton of 6-4, pretty athletic, about 215, pretty well put together right there. I don't want to put those kind of expectations on him, but I am excited to see what he can do this coming year, especially too, because there's minutes to be had there, Reg. No, there really is. That's one thing Arizona can can shop with is that, hey, if you come here, we have immediate minutes for you. And for a guy like K.J. Lewis coming, a four-star kid out of Duncanville, um, you know, he, there's an opportunity here where he can come in and whether it's on the defensive end or offensive, and really have an impact on his team. But, um, you know, like I say, Coach uh, Lloyd, you know, just needs to find more of those going right. forward. Cause, you know, today's game, and, and, and I'm pretty sure you've spoken about this in the past, not about uh, – you know, it's not about being, it's not a youth movement. It's about getting older. The older teams are the teams that are winning now. So everyone's fighting to get older. You know, KJ Lewis is, even though he's younger, he's an older body with his size. But Arizona needs to find some guys that are going to come in and produce, you know, um, from day one. When I look at the health of this conference right here from a basketball perspective, and again, my uh, it, the 90s to me was always kind of the apex of Pac-12 basketball because Arizona was a top 5 to 10 program. UCLA was a top 5 to 10 program. By the way, UCLA with Herrick was the only time I ever – I don't want to say feared UCLA, but that was the only time as an Arizona fan that I'm like, man, 
their players are as good as us and they're really well coached. That was that little time frame right in there. Um, Stanford was a top 10 team, but you always had other teams too. You had Jason, you had the Jason Kidd, Cal, Lamont Murray teams. You had um, Washington with Bob Bender being occasionally good. Oregon, the same way. Reggie, I don't, again, Arizona's done their part. UCLA's done their part, but I just don't see that top to bottom the way that I grew up with. Is that something that I'm just, you know, forgetting? Or is that something when you guys, when you guys go on the road and check stuff out, you're like, yeah, it's just, it's not the same from just, because you got so much team, you got Cal's not good. Stanford's not good. Uh, you know, Oregon state isn't good. These were at least teams that were competitive when you were coming up. Yeah, I, I, I probably would agree with you. You know, I think I still think uh, the top of the Pac-12 is, is very strong. Whether you know those first one through five teams or one through four good teams, they're gonna have NBA guys on, on most of these teams for the most part, well coached. Um, and, and, and but there is definitely a drop off middle to the bottom um, where it's been larger, a larger drop off than maybe in years and decades past, where it, it's, it's a little bit glaring. Right. And, um, especially when you start looking at some of the non-conference games early in the season when the Pac-12 is out there in, 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 in the wild, in the country, and they're not getting those good quality wins. Um, they're actually having bad losses against teams they shouldn't be losing to from smaller conferences. So that part's a little bit more glaring, middle to the bottom of the Pac-12. I think the top is still the top. Um, and we just need to they, they just, we just need to do better. We need to recruit better. There's been um, a lot of turnover at some of these, these schools. We're seeing a, a number of different coaches, you know, every year, two, three years, changing out coaches. That's right. never fine. And so the stability-wise, we need to come a little, a little bit more stable. Um, recruiting needs to be better so we can get our national brand as the Pac-12 at a higher level. He is the great Reggie Geary, all-time defensive player at the University of Arizona. Reg, as always, appreciate you coming on, my man. We will be in touch. Yeah, that sounds great, Mike. Thanks again, everybody out there. Go All right, Reg. Reg, you're a superstar, dude. Thanks again, buddy. All right. That's about, Reggie was off. Reggie was one of my handful of favorite players growing up right there. My mom uh, always loved his facial expressions when he was playing defense right there because it, it was just something. It was just a very, very entertaining time. And that was he was on quite a few of my favorite teams right there. All right. We're going to get to a bunch of comments right here. we got all these comments coming in right here. But Derek Pivko asks a question. He said, has Reggie been to Circle K before? I did not ask Reggie this, but I'm assuming that Reggie Geary has been to Circle K. All right. Now, here's the deal. You might say to yourself, Mike, what's so great about Circle K? Everything's great about Circle K. They serve everybody in the community right here. You can go to the toughest intersections in town. Guess what? Circle K. You can find other, you can go to the nicest areas. Circle K. Jacob Franklin. You might find somebody that Jacob Franklin's size of all seven foot three of him. You will find him at Circle K. Or you might find me at Circle K as well. I am not seven foot one. They are here for the community and they got great prices all the way around. Make sure you're not missing out on this great stuff. Head to CircleK.com backslash store locator. CircleK.com slash store locator. Find a Circle K near you. They're everywhere. They should be hard to find right there. Okay. Now, a couple people talking in here about uh, Tommy's. Tommy's left nut. I think Philly B, I think Philip is a, can be a solid player. This is going to be a big year for him right here. I do believe that if Philly B um, is able to get into the rotation this year, that he is going to be that, he, you know, he'll be able to contribute, but if he's not able to really, but, you know, burst his way into the rotation, you kind of worry that say uh, that it could be a little bit of an Adama ball situation. I generally believe with these guys by year two, you kind of at least know where you're going with what you're going to be able to have. Lyle, Report right here. KJ's game is nice. I love KJ Lewis. 
I think when you look at the national, uh, when you look at some of the national rankings, I think he's woefully underrated. And I think he checks off a lot of boxes. That's the kind of guy right there that you want if you're the University of Arizona. And that's something that I think this team had a little bit of short supply in. Again, I don't want to make it out like this team wasn't good because this team was very, very good. But there were some real weaknesses right there. All right. Now, some questions right here. Tommy's left nut. Will any big news happen this week? I expect big news to happen this week. Um, I expect uh, I expect Arizona's uh, roster situation to be a little bit more resolved right here. And so again, I would watch the next forty eight hours or so. That should be uh, should be interesting because again, we'll find out where we're at and. We'll have an emergency podcast when, if that happens. So make sure you write down the emergency podcast, even though you don't know what time it is, make sure though, that it would be right there. And maybe that's where we get the great Jacob Franklin to hop on and make his show debut. Okay. But I think Reggie hit the nail on the head on pretty much everything. I disagree with him a little bit. I think on Pella, I think Pella, I don't know that Pella is ever going to be that 18 point per game guy, but I'd love to be wrong on that. Um, you essentially have your starting or at least some of your pieces right in there. You know that Umar is going to start. You know that Kylan Boswell is going to start. I don't know if we want Pella Larson to start because he's so good coming off the bench, but he's at least an option there. So that means that you got room for a couple dynamic scoring wings, guards, hint, hint, hint. Hint, hint, wink, wink, as the kids like to say out there. But that's kind of where we're at right now. Um, Abraham Mendoza, we need individual defenders to anchor the defense. Agreed with you on that. Agree with you on that because, again, the uh, when Arizona is at its best, it's got guys that are able to make those kind of contributions like a Reggie Geary, like a uh, Jason Terry, guys like that. Abraham Mendoza, you knew exactly where I was going. Pac-12 TV deal. We will be talking about that in just a second, as I have some things to say on that. Um, now, uh, Lost Highway. Hey, Mike, what do you make of Jerome Tang's quote about Tommy losing hold of the culture this year? You know, I don't actually hate it. But again, what you got to remember about this is that Tommy Lloyd's also a first year or a second year coach. So this is a learning process. At the end of the day, he's the winningest coach ever in his first couple of years. But every coach has got to learn some things. I mean, we just had, you know, Lute Olson went through three uh, first round exits in four years, had to be able to basically change his whole philosophy from having the big plotting big men to being able to get out there and let guys like Reggie run and do their thing. So, again, we are not. Uh, that's something, though, that I think Arizona fans need to keep in mind. But again, I didn't actually hate the comments because, again, Tommy Lloyd's a great coach, but I think it was a little bit of a learning experience this past year for him. And I expect him, like any wise student, to be able to make that next step. All right. Now, the big show right here. Well, we had just had Reggie Geary on. That was the big show. But Pac 12 TV deal right there. Abraham Mendoza, you obviously follow me on Twitter right there. So the, we're going to. Here's called a tease, though, first. I got two Phoenix Locker reads right here. Now, you might say to yourself, Mike, what is a Phoenix Locker read? Well, you know what? We're about to find out right here. Here's the deal. You can become a diehard today. Check out HTTPS colon backslash. Backslash backslash phnxlocker.com to grab your membership and to receive exclusive content, discount on all events and merch, and access to our Discord chats. Everybody's getting on there. You should get on there. Check it out. Again, I'm going to read this again later on. That's how important this is right here. I see Jacob Franklin smirking right there. Okay, now, John Canzano, been telling you for day one, 
with the Pac-12 deal. Don't believe what he's telling you right here. And it's all bearing out. It's all coming to fruition right here. Um, when it comes, uh, let's see here. Not, P- not Phoenix. Not Phoenix. Uh, I don't know. Jacob just texted me that. My bad. Sorry. Uh, can you put everything back? Sorry. Uh, hold on. This is where I'm an idiot. All right, I'm back. Um, but uh, let's talk about um, what John Canzano put out there. He, Keep in mind, writer or independent, independent guy, he said back on uh, August 6, 2022, he, he expected a TV deal right around the corner. I talked with some people at the U of A every now and then somebody, uh, every now and then somebody's nice to me. And they said, they laughed at that. They said, he's obviously not talking to anybody. Then he started going in this whole four corner sources thing that he was talking with people in Arizona and all these schools. He wasn't. And that's why his information is so wrong. That's why his article today was so great where he said that, um, Essentially, well, you know what? Why, uh, why actually uh, uh, paraphrase when I can get you the exact quotes right here? Hold on, just a second, right here. Okay, so here's where it starts. Some of the Pac-12, uh, some of the Pac-12 presidents and chancellors contributed to an increased public expectation by mentioning March and April media rights timelines during interviews in the last six weeks. At one conference, source told me on Wednesday, "I realized we played a role in that." No, when you're just talking to people like Oregon State and Washington State who have every interest in keeping the conference together, of course they're going to say that. But here's really the uh, the big one right here. The Pac-12 is right now working to manage and reframe the expectations on the timing of its media rights deal. The conference hasn't made a public comment on the matter and likely won't, but the tone of the conversations I'm have feels measured. The CEO groups meet next week, but I'm skeptical the conference will vote to finalize its media deal this month. I've been telling you guys all that forever, and again, it's not that I'm Nostradamus. It's every now and then somebody cool is talking to me. Don't listen to any of this stuff. There is no deal right now. They're not even close to a deal. And honestly, I and again, things could change, but I just don't see as I've said from day one, I don't see the money or the visibility ever being there. And that's what's really coming into play right here. So, again, you got to be really careful on who you look at and who you listen to. Now, again, if you go on Twitter, I think people have started to figure this one out that, you know, just putting the uh, just laying the uh, the little toy out there five feet in advance, five feet in advance. Um, sooner or later, somebody's going to say, well, I want that toy. Um Again, I believe that the Big 12 is the best spot for Arizona to be. And the re- the fact that they are this far along in the deal right now or in the deal and there's nothing there and there's nothing uh, substantive leads me to believe that there is nothing substantive, nor will there be something substantive. So, again, when you're reporting that August 6th, uh, 2022 could be a TV deal and that doesn't happen. And then you keep kicking the can down the road saying it's right around the corner. It's right around the corner. And then, well, you know what? Got to take a pause and put everything on hold right here because guess what? Um, there's a uh, there's a, some skepticism on that deal being done. Again, you just got to be careful on who you watch right here. But I do believe that this coming, uh, this coming month, or excuse me, we will have a ton of clarity this coming month right there. Jacob Franklin, I am time stamping that, by the way, for the clip that I will send you. All right. Now, uh, Tommy, uh, we're just going to call you TLN. How about that? Who are your favorite players in the portal? Um, 
I like the kid. I like the kid out of uh, like the kid out of Nevada. I think he's pretty good. Uh, seven and seven. He would be a nice little contributor right there. But there, were, I would have personally taken TJ Bomba. I love TJ Bomba, but if they've Arizona's got a different plan. And you know what? If that plan turns out to comes to fruition, that will be very good for Arizona. But TJ Bomba is the kind of guy that I'm looking at. I know that Caleb Love is not going here as he's already committed. But those are the kind of. Um, those are the kind of guys I'm looking at. Uh, Lyle Reppert, you got kid from D2, uh, Taron Armstrong. Arizona's not recruiting Taron Armstrong. Um, he will. He won't end up here. They might have reached out to him, but he won't end up here. I think Arizona's already set at that point guard spot, and they need real. Uh, they need real difference makers right there. So that's what I think we're going to look at right here. Are we expecting more role players to come out of the portal instead of starters? No, we expect starters. You got to get starters here. I have no problem with getting a couple role players. Uh, again, Courtney Ramey said Henderson did a great job. Be totally cool with getting those dudes. But you need, in my opinion, you need to have guys that are um, that are just, again, difference makers, probably not the best term, but guys that you look at and you're like, all right, I could see him being all conference or I could see him being all conference. Don't need pros. Don't even I'd love to have an All-American. Don't need that. But you need high level conference level players right there. Um, now, again, I told you this once. So I can tell you it again. You need to become a diehard. Check out uh, PA or check out https colon backslash backslash phnx.com to grab your membership to receive exclusive content, discounts on all events and merch, and access our Discord chats. The great thing about PHNX, it's a community. Um, and you know what? We all support each other here. Even though ASU doesn't have a lot of good stuff to talk about right now because they're covering ASU, the guys at ASU do a great job up there, and they're all great people, even the great Jacob Franklin. And, again, you got all the other sports, too. you got uh, the Suns. you got the Cardinals. you got the Coyotes. Um, you got the D-backs. Everything's covered, so it's a good place to check out right there. Um, BCAT, you might be onto something right there. Stay tuned. All right. A little bit of a shorter show today right now. I had to get that. In. We got uh, Justin Spears coming on tomorrow. We will be going for 45 minutes to an hour. And then after that, uh, on Friday, the Ben White. And hopefully we will have some fun um, information uh, be able to put out there. Be on the lookout for a possible emergency live stream. All right. Again, appreciate all of you out there. Just making sure I got everything right here. And I believe I did. Talk to you tomorrow. You have been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.